Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on Drag, Drag Race Holland. Finale. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT Podcast. Clank. Um, Tom, we're at the finale already. We're at the finale. Here I just, we are. I mean, how do we feel? I think... I blinked and <laughs> it's over. Well, we're on this, you know, worldwide run of Drag Race roller coaster at the moment. There's so much Drag Race content coming out. This season of Holland, um, we loved season one of Holland. We loved Fred. I think this season has been full of amazing talent. Um, slightly blighted by some weird judging decisions, particularly towards the latter half of the season. Yeah. Uh, which always takes the shine off, but, you know, it, it doesn't... That doesn't dim the shine of these amazing queens. And we still love Fred, even if even if he may have misstepped a couple of times. Absolutely. Tom, let's look at the best parts and the not-so-best parts of the of this season. I bit my tongue there. That's you, why I, oh my gosh. I don't stutter. Are I you just, okay? I'm hungry. Um, so, you know, why not devour myself? I'm that tasty. Oh. Um, what were some of the best moments from um, season two? I'll tell you which was one of the best quality runways was the the monster runway it was fantastic the one where um tabita didn't do anything to the neck well you know that was like the one blight of it i mean love missisi that, that was enough to put her in the bottom apparently oh my god love missisi in that amazing gremlin look we had um yet another amazing look from kita minaj with that kind of like skinned white fur bloody thing yes we had that amazing look from the countess that kind of like Beetlejuice, John Galliano, sort of Feromosa from Pokemon look. Absolutely, yes. That, that, I think that was my favourite runway of the season. And as as is always the case with Holland, the runways have been of an incredibly high quality very consistently. Yes. I think. Uh, what about yours? What, I want to say moments? what sticks out of my mind mm-hmm. as one of the best parts of the show, one of the best episodes of the show, mm-hmm. is um, episode one of the, the talent show. Yes, it was great. I really enjoyed it. And that was when Keita Minaj really stood out to me. Not just Keita, but also My Little Pony. Yeah, they were both fab. Um, that, that was just, I think it was such a firecracker of an opener. And it really was. It's it's so good for, for a first episode to be a talent show because it's really telling you or really mm-hmm. asking you to show everyone what do you do successfully, successfully quickly. quickly. Exactly. <laughs> and and, uh, and if that's it. And then we get to really see them in their element as yeah. a performer and what they can give as a um, as talent. I completely agree. I think the talent show episodes are fabulous. I think- What is happening outside? Is there traffic? Oh, I don't know. There's a lot could, of sound outside. Oh, goodness. I'm sorry. I couldn't really hear. I'm so focused on our amazing conversation that I just tune everything else it's out. It's just that, Tom, when you're perched on the 35th floor, <laughs> um, above 12 other floors. 335th floor. <laughs> that You just notice the world around you. Just, you know, little, little Lance. Uh, maybe it's something to do with the backlash with the whole um, gas. The gas? The, well, the lack of gas. Petrol. Oh, petrol. Sorry. When you say gas, I think of like... Gas for the house, you know, gas what? and electricity. I thought you were going to say gas type Pokemon Ghastly. <laughs> I was like, no, no. There's no gas type, dear. There could be, Tom. Do you know, it would be a great idea for if they were to add another type. Like, people have had that idea, like a gas type or a sound type or a light type. A sound type? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of moves that it could be sound type. Like? Sonic Boom, um, Uproar. Uh, supersonic, to name but a few. Anyway, before you distracted <laughs> us with the, the sound, the sound of life. Yeah. The sound of life. Um, the challenger was what stood out to me. I, I thought that it. was fab. I thought the Ruser call was pretty strong as well. Some great strong performances. Again, Kita, Puni, Vanessa, um, all great. Yeah, well, that was a weird episode. See, they kind of now that takes me, that leads me to to ask you what was the not so best parts, and the not so best parts for me were parts where it was clearly production driven. I do not think mm-hmm. that um, Vanessa should have been in the bottom. 
do, do you know what I will say, though? Like, the judging um, is always so mixed on Drag Race Holland. You'll see if you go on the wiki, actually, that they only ever... People only really have either bottom two or winner status. It's always so hard to determine who's like high safe, low safe, safe safe. But you're right. Vanessa got weirdly hard harsh critiques that day. Um, but they're always mixed, you know. I think she was in the bottom. She was one of the last to be told she was safe. Yeah. So you can interpret so, it as so bottom, I yeah. I saw that as the bottom, and I didn't understand that, especially when she looked so stunning. Oh yeah. So that was one of the not, really another one of the not so best parts for me. And unfortunately, there's been a bit of a backlash as how Vivaldi, in breaking the rules, mm-hmm. was able to stay regardless. I think, I think if we just like talk about judging in general for this season, there were like maybe three three-ish points where we all went a bit hmm. So the first one was the sparing of the countess over Ivy. When Ivy won that lip sync. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I forgot about that. Now I remember. That was... I mean, what was the point of having them lip sync if you've already made your mind? Mm -hmm. Then there was... uh, That was so strange. It was very, very strange. Um, Fred all of a sudden deciding she's going to go purely on track record is weird. Yes. Yeah. Um, Then there was obviously Vivaldi when there was such a strong attitude from... Pretty much all the girls that should be disqualified for egregiously breaking the rules. And there was also a contract. There was a contract that she'd signed. And instead, she was put in the bottom two and spared. Um, and Tabitha was sent home. Um, and then I guess the third bit was um, the weird elimination of Keita Minaj. I have no words for that. I don't. And... I do not get it. I don't get it. Well, while I feel that's hideously unfair to Keita, and she should she should be in this top three. Um, the unfortunately the the brunt of the backlash is felt by queens like Vivaldi, who get a lot of hate online as a result. And okay, Vivaldi Vivaldi was naughty. She brought a mobile phone onto a reality show, and she wasn't supposed to. She didn't kill anybody, so there's no need to be sending her like hate and threats online. I have noticed that Vivaldi, when you look at her comments on her recent post, they're very limited and she's clearly deleting a lot of comments. Um, she's got nowhere near the number that you'd expect or the other girls have. So I do I do feel for Vivaldi that um, she's clearly felt quite a vicious backlash. Um, and yeah, she shouldn't have broken the rules, but the decisions that were made subsequent to that were not her fault. You're very, you're very right. That's very true. She has... Nothing to do with the outcome Mm-mm. of anything, of anything. So it is unfair to be sending her uh, um, hate. And I just think it's so, it must be so exhausting to have to go th- and t- to sit by your phone and it constantly delete everything. Yeah. Vivaldi, just delete, com- just like, just disable the comments. I th- I, it didn't clearly say they'd been limited or disabled, but. So I, I no, she's not this. Well, it's not limited or disabled because people say write it. I think she's just actively deleting it. Mm. It's not your fault. We'll, um, we'll delete the odd comment. I, I delete comments on the Instagram if somebody says because what I try to bear in mind is the queens are tagged into what I put up and they very often like or comment and I don't want them to see something shitty that somebody's written about yeah. them. So I sometimes delete comments like that and if I delete, I quite often block the person as well. I just, I just don't think there's like any need for people to be sending like these, like really trolly opinions out into the universe. I understand why people do it because they're hideously inadequate and it makes them feel powerful to send messages like. Listen that. up. If you are a recipient of a free product, you have no right, mm-hmm. in my opinion, to try to be your bowdy bowdy bitchy bitchy twenty one mm-hmm. who you're receiving their content from. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Yeah. Whether it's to the queen, if you're not paying for a service, your mouth should be closed. I mean, technically, we are paying for Wow Presents Plus, but that's not going into the queen's pocket. Tom, I'm think. talking about Instagram. Okay. Social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or or the product of like a podcast. I do not care what people. A lot of people say about. A, a lot of things in general yeah. for yeah. me for my social media or even for like Al's spilling the GNT social media You're very I really skinned. do well well yes it's, it's genetic <laughs> okay so just back back off back off <laughs> um, I, I do want to say that Erin um, said that I am the Bob um, in your Monet 
Um, oh, were, oh yeah, was, when we, we were a when little. La- bit, oh my god, la- let's let's. We're just, both a bit tired. Last, last time. week we had a moment. Not last week, a few days ago. A few days ago, we had a moment. There was something in the stars. There's something with the. I mean, my aura needed cleansing. I maybe. Was, I'll tell you what it was for me. I was on call and exhausted. That's why I was grumpier than usual. Was I hungry? Yes. The only time I'm not the best me is when I'm hungry. <laughs> Not I'm, I'm not hungry. even lying. I, when I'm hungry, I'm not. I'm just all, all the time on minus food. But Tom, can I just say that it was a very cleansing experience to just talk without holding back. Mm. What were we talking about? I don't even know. Oh, it was about Bimini. For some reason, no. I, I think it was a whole podcast. Both of it. I think both of it. We were on something. I remember listening to the podcast, going, "This is very." Honest. I've listened to. I think we, I was like, when I said this is very honest, I thought it was more you. I was like, you're you're usually not. Do you know, a, you're not a grumpy grumpy person, but I, you were going for gold. She is ugly. I didn't she's say ugly. I, I declare her one of the ugliest, ugliest people, people in the, the world. world. <laughs> I must say she's beautiful, but she wasn't beautiful tonight. I was like, wow, I, Tom, I, you I have, are honest. I have never ever called a single girl ugly. I did say Veronica Green's outfit was ugly. That is what I said, and I, I stand by it. <laughs> and I'm sober. I have, I've had a lot of rest. I am no longer on call, I decent, and I will say I actually, it is still ugly. I still am on call, but I had a good night's sleep last night. Um, but I am sober as a judge, and I am saying that Veronica Green's second outfit and first outfit were both idiots. Um, I want to apologise that we are human, everyone. Mm. We are sorry for having feelings. Okay, because they but I guess you know what we. The difference about this podcast is a. I think we we're quite balanced in what we say quite often. We often balance the good with the bad. I don't think we're there to just say she's shit, her drag shit, her hair shit, she's shit. Um, we <laughs> and also the queens aren't listening to this that we know of. You know, we're not tagging them in and saying, "Oi, you, you're shit," are we? Well, no, no, I don't know. I just, it was, Tom, I, I want to say this. It was very therapeutic. In, I, the, in the moment. Right now, I'm, I'm I'm still on it, but I just, we were on something that night. Yeah, we and were, it, it was. We were, and it was, we were. Just give us a bit of a dysphoric response. Yeah, it was, it was sleep deprivation. It mm. was food deprivation. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find my other sock. Yeah, I you, mean, you had only one I sock mean, if, on. I mean, if there, yeah. if there ever is a reason, yeah. there it is. And you'd, you'd stepped in something wet and you had that wet sock thing going on. That's always annoying. And you know, when you like stub your toe, yeah. it's just. You it, actually have got a it bad was, toe. It was, it was drama after drama and. So I guess that's our overview of of the season so far. And we're going into the top three. We have spoken a bit about Vivaldi and online. Like, I know our listeners are really sensible and kind people. None of them would be sending Vivaldi any hate. I actually, do you know, I held back from posting anything about Vivaldi because I couldn't be bothered dealing with the comments. You know, you don't have to deal with comments. You can just disable comments on the post. But like even that's like energy, isn't it? Energy. No, it's not. It's disabling comments. You just, you just... Push a button that says disabled comments and then no one can comment on that, po- mm. on that post. Um, before we get into the episode, can I just talk about another bit of drama that's very strange and intriguing um, that's been going on this week? Um, so I'm sure everybody's heard about the She-Devil by Night drama with Trinity the Tuck. Oh, gosh. Which I would describe as actually I have looked into it. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a shout out and credit to Bussy Queen who does some really good videos on YouTube about drama approaches it in a really balanced way and very very goes into the facts she's very very good actually i'm sure a lot of her listeners listen to uh, watch her videos too um but the she delved by night thing i from what i can tell is relatively unsubstantiated but has really tarnished trinity's name now something similar has happened with tamisha man where there was somebody on um Reddit by the name of Alabama Star, who was similarly like stunning Tamisha Iman and like arguing with people who criticized her. And um, people thought that it was a, a Tamisha Iman sort of burner account. Um, but the, the weirdest part of this is like, no sooner had like a video gone up about this that like this weird kind of staged apology video came up on YouTube, ostensibly by Alabama Star, 
and it sounded like heavily scripted. And they were saying, um, I, I am not Tamisha Iman. I'm a Tamisha Iman fan. She's a CEO of her own business. I've been a fan of hers for 30 years. Do not send any hate to Tamisha Iman and I won't be posting about her anymore kind of thing. But the weirdest aspect of this is you could hear little sound bites that sounded like Tamisha Iman on a Zoom call talking to them in the background. It was very, very strange saying things like, um, and she's a fan favorite. And then at the end saying, okay, good. Um, very, very strange. But even that sounds like it was a further attempt to um, to like frame Tamisha and make her look bad. Because it's from from what what again credit to Bussy Queen from Bussy Queen's digging. It sounds like those Tamisha man soundbites were taken off something else. It's like some weird deep fake thing that's like trying to make it sound like Tamisha has set somebody up to take the fall for her burner Reddit account. It's all very, very strange. Very, very strange. Leave our black queens alone. Yeah. That's fixing. That's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Leave them alone. Alone. That's all, that's all I'm going to say about it. I will say to, we love Tamisha on the show. I think she had a little spate of maybe getting a little bit too combative with people, but I'm sure she felt like people were coming for her, like happens to most black queens, sadly. Um, you know, if they dare to have an opinion or something to say, they just can't get pelted with all this racist bullshit. So, I can yeah. Understand. I can understand, but can I just say this? Hmm. Of many black queens mm-hmm. to have come out of Drag Race, Tamisha Iman was given a good edit. I'm not, and I'm not saying that, oh, she should be grateful, because um, she shouldn't. I think everyone should have a, a good run, especially mm-hmm. if they're POC. She's one of the very rare few black queens who older got, black queen as well. Older black queens who got a great edit and people loved her. Yeah. It was her reaction and I, I feel like her pride post the show uh-huh. that kind of caused that change in people going from we stand to Misha to all of a sudden a lot of people don't like her now. And I think that was a product of her and not of how she was portrayed or shown on the show. I'd argue there's a little bit of a kind of Tyra Sanchez-ish element in the sense that I think she became combative probably in response to people coming at her like like happened to, to a lot of black queens. Mm. Um, I think it took a little bit of a sour turn when she had that spat with Bob and Monet. Um, I think that probably, I think if you're going to pit yourself against Bob and Monet, unfortunately, you might come off a bit worse. Well, Bob. And Bob, uh, you know, does tend to approach things in a very level-headed, calm way. Uh, Monet's more emotional. Which is why Erin said I'm the Bob. (laughs) Erin said that I am the Bob and you are the Monet. Well, that means... If we were ever to bicker. I'm a fabulous lip-sync performer and an All-Stars queen, so... She is a phenomenal performer. And you know I would never take that from Monet. At every opportunity I get, I will sing her praises when it comes to performance. Monet is my close personal friend as well. Tom, you spoke to her once in a club in New York. Yeah, and again at a meet and greet. Where she completely ignored me. Uh, That was your experience, yeah. But me and Bob got along fine because we're very equal. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, this is the finale of Drag Race Holla. It is, and let's just like leave the drama behind and focus on the fact that we've got three phenomenally talented queens in in the finale. Like... I think I'm going to say it for the last time because I don't want it to like taint the rest of the episode. I miss Keaton Minaj. I think Keaton Minaj should be in the top three. I don't really want to get into that conversation again because I want to focus on the three girls yeah, that are in the top yeah. three. Let's let's hear how we feel. Yeah. And but now we're going to go in, understanding and, and recognizing that these these three are our final three queens, and one of them is going to be crowned. So who? To you, right now, before going into the episode, who to you is the winner of season two? Of these three, yes, I'd be happy with either Puni or um, Vanessa. I think I oh god, it's really hard because Vivaldi. I love Vivaldi's looks. Yeah, her looks as is just. I love it. I love her looks. There's something about like her colorful avant-garde presentation that appeals more to you than to me. 
I love Vanessa. I love the drama she brought. The polish, the pageantry oh, as well. And the drama. Tom, the drama I appreciate more than the polish. It just wouldn't have happened without Vanessa there. And exactly. She yeah. brought that drama, the, the phone, and that oh, that whole scene lives rent-free in my mind. trying to understand that drama without the English subtitles. We're like, yeah, it's something to do with the telephone. It's something to do with the heart problem. <laughs> she said the alphabet, A to Z. Something's from A to Z. So she, she I don't know, she. She um she mispronounced something. Maybe she's illiterate. He's mm-hmm. calling her illiterate. Yeah, it was really good. So yeah, just a reminder. There was one time where there was no subtitles uh-huh. on the episode. And it was the episode that Vivaldi and Vanessa were fighting. And so we were like, you know what? Maybe we could just under maybe you know. Yeah. Well, this is the second we season of Holland. Know Dutch. Yeah, yeah. Well, the second season of, of Holland. We do. I think we could. Do, I think we got this. I think we got this. Turns we out were- we don't know Dutch. <laughs> Unfortunately, but then that, that moment happened, and we we're like, "Oh my god, what's that? Oh, 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 oh!" They've changed from the really stable cameras to mm-hmm. the shaky cameras, which means that they've, they've, the the cameras were off, and they had to the, turn it on. The whole thing, the camera thing. Yes, yeah. so I was like, oh, "Oh, something's going on. What's happening? What's happening? Mm. Oh, it's continued in the workroom. Oh, she's not just going up to her. There's a lot of body language, and it was just, it was, it was amazing. We were I like, something's up with the phone call. There's been a phone call yes. somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was mm-hmm. a phone. Or, she, she pulled on Naomi Campbell. She threw a phone. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we thought she threw a phone. (laughs) Or like, she loves Telephone by Gaga and Beyonce and she hates Telephone. Something like that. Yeah, it's musical differences. Mm -hmm. And that is justification for war. (laughs) They should fight over that. They should fight. Great times. And then when I look at My Little Pony, My Little Pony, unfortunately, has been... I don't want to say living in the shadow, but just she's just been in the shadow of Keita Minaj because a lot of the times they worked together mm-hmm. and also a lot of the times they do quite similar things. So they've developed it was together. Very natu- yeah, it was very natural for you have to have to compare them. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to see her on her own. Yeah, it's going to be very strange this episode, actually. And I, I, I think call a spade a spade. I think... Uh, they do a very, very similar thing. And maybe she was overshadowed by Keita at times because not that Keita is like so much more talented than Puni. It's just that in certain circumstances, she shone a bit brighter and the judges preferred what she did a bit more. And so did we. Yeah, 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 to be honest. I will say I felt like Puni was slept on in the first half of the season. I do think she could have been judged higher in a lot of circumstances. Do you think that's why she wore that out for last week? She's like, <laughs> I've woken up. <laughs> I'm here. Wake up, Poonie. Stop sleeping Wake on up. me, okay? Wake Come. up, Poonie. She did that. Uh, it's a very clever joke there, thank you. It wasn't a joke, Tom. It was an observation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Flashback to a couple of days ago. I thought you were in a better Come. mood today. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I guess I, I just Vivaldi's not going to win because the weight of public opinion always contributes to who the winner will be. They will have filmed multiple endings. They will yeah. know not to crown Vivaldi. And Vivaldi unfortunately brought this on herself yeah Vivaldi's also the least deserving winner of this trio should we watch it now should we crack on yeah let's Please. give it a go finale here we come well even though we talked a bit about Kita's departure mm-hmm. and how much it's affected us personally as people yeah how personally yeah. We've, we've, we've and we decided we're that. not going to talk about it anymore no, no she's and then we now. and then we start the clip we start the show and then it continues with the girls and now now they're expressing how they're quite up they it was a shock they can't even bear to wipe her name off the board it was no they haven't they, no. they left it on she really is the fourth member of this they are too affected oh. especially my little pony yeah we find out she later feels it really doesn't she because they are they're best friends aren't they I mean, ex-partners best friends and we'll get into together. it but they've had a lot of history together um, another thing that happened as well is we got to see the queens come to the all of the, the all of the queens who've been eliminated have returned. Yes. They're on the stage, and I think that they're going to be. I don't know what part they'll be playing, but we did get to see them return. Who had the best returning look? Ooh, uh, there were some lovely ones. I mean, Keita's was fabulous. Yes, she had this kind of like asymmetric, kind of pointy, Mugler-ish, metallic Judy Jetson hooker thing going on. I always enjoy. Um, love Masisi. I love those inflatable things. That seems to be her thing. She had like these big inflatable claws behind her. Yeah. Like a, a metallic miniskirt. And I also liked um, Countess because she just always looks like a million dollars. She had like this Victor Victoria kind of corset and headpiece thing going on. I agree. I really enjoyed uh, the Countess, especially, and mm. um, Keita. I thought that the M2 had the best returning look. And there's just something about Keita's 
manner that tells me she's still pissed. <laughs> she is well, impressed. She had to, she had bitch in Dutch she printed on her, her lining. Pressed. Mm-hmm. Like she did no, she did nothing wrong. You, you didn't like one of my outfits, and that's the reason I'm not in the finale. In an otherwise flawless season, you used that as a reason to send yeah. me home. <laughs> there it is. So the three wins, the several highs that I got, um, putting you on the map, um, <laughs> slaying the game. Oh, 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 but one look you don't like. So therefore I'm not in the finale. I'm sorry, but we... we I are. lost against a girl who was in there twice her second time and has broken the rules. We really and, are. And... And and that's how I'm leaving the show. I think we, to to save ourselves some energy and some emotion, we're gonna have to move on from this. We're gonna have to get over it somehow. Okay, I think time is a great healer. This is too soon. Yeah, yeah, too soon. Too well, soon to see her face again. I love the entrance room um, walk-in. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. How they came in and they're like announcing each other. I was, you know, every time they I do see a that, bit, don't they? They, I'm like, come on, like Team Rocker, a quake. And they're like, stop, <laughs> stop doing my thing. <laughs> that is my thing. Like, that's, it's literally like a Team Rocker. I'm announcing here and this is why I'm amazing and I am a star. <laughs> I am Vivaldi. And I, and, trouble. Introducing, and make it double. No, make it triple because make here comes the VVC. <laughs> VVC on the BBC with the DDC. Ah. That could be a show. DDC and VVC on the BBC. OMG. 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 <laughs> that would be the one. I would like to see that. So the Queens are told um, what's happening this week. They're going to be recording a music video with Famke Louise. Famke Louise. Yeah. Who is a, a big She's deal. got a million followers on Instagram, so she's a big deal. Yeah. 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 We didn't know how important she was until we saw how many followers she had. We were like, oh, she's she's the real thing. I, I, obviously, her name is Famke. You know, Famke Janssen. She's Dutch. It's a Dutch name, obviously. I don't. I, I, I don't I'm, I'm putting in Mariah Carey. I don't know her. I used to be and still am somewhat obsessed with Amke Hansen. She was... Um, what song did she sing? No, Do no, I know? she's an actress. She was Jean Grey in the original run of X-Men films. Uh, very, so, very well, beautiful When you woman. say the original, do you mean the... Um, the, the, the really good ones uh, before all the prequel ones? I, in my opinion, they've never cast a correct... Jean Grey. I think she's, any of the any of she was great in the first two. She was misused in the third one. She was Xenia on her top in Goldeneye as well. And I just thought she was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. She's stunningly beautiful. She used to be a model for Elia in the early nineties. I, I I just don't think there's been anyone that's done Jean Grey justice. I do want to say the only one I feel like they've casted correctly is Wolverine. Yeah, I'm over Wolverine though. I've seen too much. But of like it. he's like he was a proper. He was a, a correct. Casting. He came correct. Who else? Who else? Do you think Nightcrawler, the original Nightcrawler, I thought was correct. Very, I thought Halle Berry was a great Storm. No, no, I didn't. I did not think she was a good Storm at all. Everybody was hideous. Rain, quench thy thirst. <laughs> we you could have what? had more theatrics. I don't. We? Yeah. Where was that poetic drama queen? Where was that drag queen? <laughs> Wind storm coming, blood, lightning, illuminate their ignorance. <laughs> like where was that? I was like this. That's that. That's to me. That storm. Not yeah. not like you know. Oh, do you know who'd be an amazing storm? Who? Dominique Jackson. <gasps> right. Made for the role. Whoa! Oh my god! Yeah. I would. I would love for that. I would She'd love be for that storm with just a touch of crystal abasia. No one has done uh, Cyclops justice, in my opinion. James Marsden was cute. But and he was, I think he did like the this the straight laced Scott. In my thing in my well. opinion, in my mind, um, because I used to play Marvel versus Capcom a lot of the spaces of the arcade. Oh, that's such a good game. I'm I couldn't understand why they chose a short Scott Summers. Well, do you know what? Funky Anson is five foot eleven as well. So when they kissed, he had to stand on a box. James Marsden. Oh God. Funky Anson like wasn't wearing heels, and he still had to stand on a box. <laughs> this is yeah, yeah. She was in feet. The other thing was they made the women's costumes in the first one because they were on a budget in one size. That's the reason jeans is unzipped the whole time because she's like a five foot eleven like model. Oh, I love that. Mm. I love but it I, 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 I could not understand why they got um because he's tall. Oh so someone's as tall. Another great casting choice actually was Rebecca Romain Stamos as um Oh, as oh, oh yes. That is the only mistake. I do not know why they cast that Hunger Games girl. Rebecca Romaine just brought the right energy, the mysterious Re- sultry. Rebecca Romaine is mystique. Oh, yeah. She 
is a mistake. Everything about her is pure perfection. They should never have touched her. I think, um, I think Patrick Stewart and Ian McCallum are great casting choices. Is um, I don't think Ian, I, I think um, Patrick Stewart, yes, for Professor X, absolutely. Uh-huh. Not Ian McCallum. The thing is, though, if you've got Patrick no, Stewart... Ian in- McCallum, Magneto should have been a proper silver daddy. But th- what you need, though, is you need you need power and gravitas, especially if you're going to play opposite Mike Patrick Ruiz Stewart. is basically... <laughs> Mike Ruiz I would love to see should him. have been Magneto. Like, Magneto should have been a, a daddy. Yummy a beefy silver daddy, daddy, Mike yes, Ruiz. Okay. That's who Magneto should have been. And not, not in... Not, you need you somebody know. with like a Shakespearean acting chops, though, to play those those arch nemeses. I not think. Magneto, no, yeah. no. Yeah. I do feel that um, the young, the young, the young Professor X was cast perfectly. James Marsden, isn't it? No, sorry, he was. No. he was. Um, the, so I, I, I don't know his name, but his he fun? was. Got his chops. Yeah. He was a really good one. Um, Tom, back to we've, the show. We've wandered off. Yeah. <laughs> this, but what I'm trying to say is, uh, she reminded me of my obsession with Famke Janssen, most most beautiful woman in the world, if you ask me. Um, yeah, she well, she's quite stunning. So they have to write their own lyrics to a song, and they're starring in a video choreography. But before we, before we get into that, they had a little podcast, they're rival podcast lunch. session, and um, I. I'm interested. Uh, let's look at the conversations. Tom, Come you to get stage. to look at these, and I, I feel that you get more out of these conversations because it's just more aligned with what you do. What did you What did you feel about Vivaldi, the energy Vivaldi. around the conversation with Vivaldi and Fred and the Cosmopolitan editor? What, what I got from this is what I always get from Vivaldi, really, is like confidence and a sense of youth. Um, and a little bit of contradiction, but you know, she's an artist, she can express herself however she wants, because she kept on saying like, I know myself, I know myself. But then the lady pointedly asked, uh, so who is Vivaldi? A and big then, question mark? Yeah, and she was a big question mark, I can be whatever I want. And that's a bit like, hmm, they're kind of two contradictory statements, but go off sis. Um, and I just, you know, stuff like that. I just, I think she is just, the impression I get is she's right at the beginning of her career, right at the beginning of her artistry. She's precociously talented, uh, but her sense of identity will continue. I think she's probably somebody who expresses herself visually rather than verbally, because yeah. this is a little confused. But, you know, she's, she does have a really well-defined look and aesthetic on the runway. Um, so, yeah, and like... I guess she alluded again to her struggles with depression, um, saying that this had been an emotional time for her on the show, the first time she'd cried in years. She has referred to that kind of like numb and cut off feeling before, which I think is probably what she's getting at when she spoke about not crying, which is really common for people with depression or other conditions, actually. Mm. I I just I just saw a very young, talented, a talented artist. Yeah. Um but the key word here being young, yeah, there was just a, a lot of it was a youthful conversation, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a different energy to the way the conversations and the energy of the conversations that the other queens had with Fred. Yeah, I felt like Fred was talking to her as a kid because that's just the energy she gave. Yeah, like she's like, you know this, what I mean? You're a very interesting young person, yeah. kind of thing. So uh, let's talk about school. Okay, so what were you like in school? So were you so creative? Wow, you're this, you're there, you don't know your pronouns. Mm. It was just very, yeah, that, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Eh? And, I and that do, level of conversation. I do. And you're right, it's very, the whole, you know, I know exactly who I am, but I don't. There always seems to be this sense with Vivaldi. Like, you know, remember when we watched um, Married at First Sight? Mm-hmm. And um, who was it? Which was the couple? The gorgeous black one with the girl who told her to shut up. Do you know what I mean? The one that uses oh. the hardest. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. I know what He's like, I don't, none of your opinions matter to me. Mm-hmm. But you, um, <laughs> Moreg, so you said something and it really pissed me off yeah. and it really affected me. So it's yeah. like, which is it? Yeah. Do you care or do you not care? And I felt like um, Vivaldi is, she had that youthful, um, I don't care what people think about me, but I really do feel, uh, I know exactly who I am, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm really just a big question mark. Yeah. <laughs> so Very just, that. And she, she's got every right to be that way yeah. when she's young and discovering herself. I think I'm really, I, really salty, but I prefer to be sour. But some say I'm sweet and I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all of them, but I'm not. 
<laughs> I'm skinny, but I'm curvy. Yeah. In all the right places. I think I was out of the box, but I never leave it. <laughs> so that's just me. I know exactly who I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's a- what about the conversation with um, My Little Pony? What Poonie, did you What did you get from that? What I found interesting about Pony, and I found a bit of a shame, really, is that they kind of define her by her relationships with other Keita, people. With Keita, and especially. Her That's what this, the two things they spoke about were Keita and her dad. I think it was unfair to bring Keita up, to be honest, because it's, it stopped us exploring who Poonie she is as a person mm. um, and just created a further barrier. Of course, you know. Um, a lot of what defines us as people is is to do with our relationships with other people. But come on, let's not flog the fact that, you know, it sounds like they've had a wonderful relationship, by the way. I'm sure they've had plenty of ups and downs, but they really kind of like had a friendship, a relationship and a renewed friendship and like this artistic partnership going forward. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful. But I feel like I'm none the wiser about who Puni is as an in- individual because she keeps on being defined by Kita. Um, and if it's not being defined by Keita, it's your father. Yeah, who was also an artist. Um, so again, it's kind of like, oh, you know, what did you get from your dad? And, that kind of, and that, that's interesting. It's interesting that there's such an artistic family. Um, and, you know, she did mention her dad before, especially with reference to his problems with addiction and, and the, um, the that, that runway, remember? I do want to say that even though Poonie's made it all the way to the finale, and this is so cliche... I don't know who she is. Because they've only just removed Kita and she kept on being compared and defined by Kita. And when I'm looking at her now, I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm just seeing her for Mm -hmm. the first time. Is that strange? No, I think that's the edit she's been given. It's like, yeah, it's like, I feel like they've just handicapped her. They're taking away her handicap. And now we're just looking at her and I'm like, oh, hi. Hi, how are you? What can you do? What, yeah. what do you do? And so I'm now being like constantly um, surprised when she can do things because I just, I'm just so used to seeing her as a duo. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to seeing her James. as, yeah, as, as herself. Mm-hmm. So it's, that, that's, that's how I'm feeling. It would have been good in a way if, if they were going to get rid of Keita. They should have done it earlier in the season to allow Puny more character development. But there we go. No. The VVC, um, Vanessa Van Cartier, oh, you know, there's always had a moment that made me quite sad. Very, and very sad moment. It was discussing her relationship with her father and then it came to light. She said that her father didn't under- doesn't understand the alphabet mafia. She doesn't understand LGBTQ <laughs> the community. And post-surgery, when she called her father to say that it's done... Her father said, um, I've lost a child. I have no child. I have no child. Mm. But then um, a couple of months later, or six months, however long, he calls her and says, do you forgive me? Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's just, that's an, I can't think of a world where my dad doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. I can't, that doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it my, was, my my mom different story i mean she uh, she is hot and cold i don't know i, I, don't, I don't know if she still loves me you don't know where you stand she can though. tell me she loves me and I don't, i'm like i don't believe you mom i don't know what's going on like she is just so i don't i really don't, she's just she's everywhere but my, my dad i cannot fathom a world where my dad doesn't love me because my dad is my dad is love he he really is he he loves me my brothers he 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 loves us to yeah. death and my mum is, you know, she's, she's, she's just the. She, she's an entity, isn't she's, she? She's, she is a force. She's a force of nature. She's a force. I'm, so, I'm just like my dad, quiet so, and humble, and you know. So shy. it sounds like when, when Vanessa was talking about that really, really quite awful and powerful moment with her father, it sounds like you were like, wow, I can't even imagine that. That must be so awful, and I'm sure she felt devastated and flawed in that in that moment. Um, but thankfully, they have patched up the relationship. We did comment actually during the um, the makeover challenge. She was one of the few who didn't bring a family member. She brought her partner instead. Mm. We did we did wonder if there was a backstory there. But it sounds like they're on better terms now. But they've been on quite the journey, and they've struggled to accept at times Vanessa's uh, confirmation of her gender. Uh, but it sounds like they're in a better place now, and that's wonderful to hear. It was cute to see the dance rehearsal for the video. Mm-hmm. From from what I gathered from this dance rehearsal, I never really realized Vivaldi is long and lean. 
Like I know it's that's tall. so stupid to say, so stupid to say, but I just I really just noticed that when I saw her moving her legs, I was like, and there's those other are boots. long legs. Those are long limbs. I was like, Naomi, watch out. <laughs> she has <laughs> legs. She has length. Legs for days, mama. My Little Pony, um, who I think is a great mover anyway because of her talent show. Mm-hmm. It was confirmed when she did like a um, a, a sitting kick um, and then popping right back up. Mm-hmm. We see Vanessa moving more with a sensuality, sensuality. kind of type choreography. And I just feel like she's just there for the D. I mean, she was all over my she's man in, last week. She's a married man. She was man. all over that one last, my man last oh, week. Yeah. And now she's over my man this week. It's like, come on, girl. Like, you you know? She got herself a man. Uh, I, I, I'm excited. I, I want to see how, the, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the Maxi stage final I can't wait to see the final runway looks. Should we have a look? Yeah. So, let's look at the Final looks. I'm going to say the category is eleganza, eleganza extravaganza, extravaganza, your best drag. Absolutely. And, and they did not all, disappoint. They they bloody well didn't. Uh-huh. Talk to me about Vivaldi's. So like, th- I think I've got to say this is my favorite Vivaldi look of the season. It's it's so uniquely her. It's, it's one of those looks that I just look at it and I think this is a Vivaldi dress. Um, it's so hard to define it, so hard to pick out references for it because she's so unique in terms of her vision and stuff. So it's like a sort of like patenty kind of like jacket dress with like these wavy elements. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the most distinct thing that you can see on it is the Prince of Salvador Dali paintings on there. So the only thing that I can think of that might have inspired her a bit is that Salvador Dali did actually collaborate with Elsa, she, she can't even say her name, Shiara Pelli. Um, well, obviously when Salvador Dali was still alive, to create um, these uh, dresses that had pri- that he created prints for. And one of them was worn by Wallace Simpson. So it's like the, this white dress with like a lobster print on it. Um, so that's the only thing that I wonder if she might have taken a bit of inspiration from because there is that crossover between Dali and fashion. For um, me, it's like a That 70s Show kind of color scheme, like a acid trip, neon psychedelic, 70s, psychedelic yeah. Ursula. Yes, a the tentacles were making Ursula. me think of Ursula too. Yeah. Fashion Ursula. I just want to say that this look is just wow. She just, her mind must be so crazy and lovely at the same time to live in. The creativity, I mean, everything about this, the shoes being mismatched, but matching the She often the does shape, mismatch shoes. That wig, the makeup. This the, is the wig stunning. and the makeup give me somewhat kind of like powdered wig, Marie Antoinette vibes. Um, but the whole effect is stunning. And one of those shoes does not have a heel. I mean... This is this is a great finale look. Really, really fantastic. Um, I when I saw Vanessa the VVC walk out, obviously the first thing I think of is um, Beyonce radio, just because of the gold. I don't I think, know the radio video. Okay, well it's gold, and is then it there's gold? one is of that? like uh, Beyonce with like a uh, motorcycle Harley Davidson type corset. Uh, corset That's thingy. Mugler. That is, I've seen that. That's a Mugler corset. This look is very intergalactic. It is futuristic. It's regal. It's it's celestial. It's fashion. It's fashion. It's fashion. It's just beautiful. And again, another fantastic finale look. So the gold kind of armored elements uh, do remind me of Thierry Mugler's um, iconic um, gold uh, corset that has actually been worn by Beyonce. If I, I do know she wore it in the Sweet Dreams video. She might have worn it in radio as well. Clearly, she was having a little collab and wearing vintage Mugler pieces at that time. It was also in like the radio video for Beyonce that everyone was in this like gold psychedelic type mm-hmm. outfit. That's where I'm drawing inspiration from for this look, Tom. So Beyonce the- inspires all, even Mugler. I think Beyonce inspired Mugler to make that. Yeah, because Beyonce even only though- knows the first place, and it's gold. So even though this is early to mid nineties, yeah. Yeah, Tom, she was a force even then. Was she? Yeah, she yeah, was. When Moving she was on, Tom. But an infant child. Yes, Tom. Have you, there's clips of her as an infant child singing, singing to her song. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I, what I love is that Beyonce was a perfect. She, she had sound in her blood. There's a clip where she's singing with Kelly and some of the other girls. Mm-hmm. Young, young child. I would say she's about eight, maybe younger. And then after they finished singing, she. 
she went to one of the girls and was like, "You're a bit um soft there. You're a bit sharp there. Like you're a bit off. Like already she's like she can she, she's always had it in she's, her. She's had it. She's like you're a little off there. Yeah, you're just a bit soft. And next time just be a bit. She was giving corrections and I was just like, "There's this little child. She's who, hilarious. That, that's just." You mean, if, oh, wow, if, to if, have a daughter like that. I wonder if Blue Ivy's like that. Anyway, this has been the episode of Tangents. Um, oh, <laughs> no, the other thing it reminds me of is there was a, a Galliano runway um, where there were gowns with armoured pieces and there was a gold one. Um, it was referenced by Simone in her one of her finale looks. Remember, she had like that armoured arm with like a Grecian dress? Yes, yes. It's that sort of runway. Um, other, and again, like the, the crucifixes um, and the gold remind me of a specific Versace, an early 90s Versace runway, because um, um, Gianni Versace was experimenting with this kind of like very fine chain mail, this gold fine chain mail. And there was a collection with like crucifixes and, and these high slit dresses. So all of that in there. And she looks stunning. She looks like a celestial intergalactic matriarch. She looks like a trophy. She is the prize. She is the prize. She is. <laughs> I'm not snatching trophies. <laughs> I am. I am a trophy. Trixie. Trixie. The last queen that we have, and she is a queen, is My Little Pony here with her um, gay kabuki. <laughs> I just think that this is it's lovely. These are her signature colors, aren't they? She walked in in these colors, and it's her finale look as well. She loves it. Basically, trans flag colors, isn't mm. it? Um, whether that's her rationale for, for using them, I don't know. But I love powder pink with soft blue. This is really lovely. I also do see sort of kimono elements as well. It reminds me of um, another Galliano for Dior collection where it was all based around um, inspiration taken from Japan, geishas, uh, kimonos, kabuki, Um the, that kind of that French take on it, though. That I think they call it like Japonais, Japonaise. Um, but it's uh, this is lovely. This is lovely. I don't quite see this as being quite on the same level as the other two looks, but it's still stunning. Um, the only thing that I would say is I do love the overall effect. I don't feel like the corset in the middle quite goes with the flowy robe and stuff. There's something different about the color scheme that I'm finding a little jarring to my eye, but maybe that's me being ignorant. Ignorant. So you're calling me ignorant. I don't like the string that she's used to tie in the front. Because now it just looks like tarpaulin mm-hmm. to me. Like beautifully cut of tarpaulin. The hair and makeup is stunning. I love the kimono robe. I would like something a little different underneath. There's okay. A, and I'm being a real picky. Yeah, so, I love so the so look. Here. The look is stunning. She is gorgeous. She's beautiful. But you're saying that she's not looking beautiful tonight. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying she's looking beautiful. It's just like the other two are 10 Do you declare of- her one of the ugliest queens <laughs> on the stage, Tom? No. Uh, no. The other two is- are like proper 10 out of 10 and she's like 9.5 out of 10. Do you know what? If if she wasn't next to the other two, it's a 10 out of 10. But because you're standing right next to Vivaldi and you're not that far off from Vanessa, it's like, okay, we by think, default, you know, by comparison, we have to mark you a bit lower. I think it speaks of the quality of the runways that we always see in Drag Race Holland. It's of an incredibly high standard. I mean, I, I think, I still think the Poonies look is better than some of the looks that we saw in the finale of All Star Six. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that that's not saying much. Uh, I mean, we had one queen wear a really bad American dress. It it was it wasn't finale material. It was not. It was a very pretty dress that wasn't finale. Material. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Gingers was like mm, a little bit neither here nor there. It was like I know what she was going for, but she just didn't hit it for me. Eureka's was super grand. Oh, and, um, Eureka's was Eureka. Yeah. Like you, you found it. But Raja looked stunningly beautiful, and she looked great on that stage. And we love her dress. But like, imagine if you put Raja next to these th- three girls. Yeah, she like they, well, they, if, they are like a step above, aren't they? If you look at My Little Pony, you put My Little Pony in the lineup for the finale for All Star mm-hmm. Six. She's by far the prettiest on stage. She's Apart the best from maybe on Eureka. Stage. Eureka's was grand high drag. I still think that this one's better. Anyway, okay. this is our final three. We've seen the clip, the um, the maxi stage finale we clip, have, we and have. let's go queen by queen. Yes, Will overall it was this fun. Is, this is it was your... a great show. It was yeah. a chill vibe, very like uh, easy to listen to song. 
We start with Vivian. Her lyrics are, born as boy, Vivian. there was... Um, oh, sorry, Vivian. VVC. Vanessa. Vanessa. Born as boy, there was no joy. Now I'm woman. I hear you go, wow. It's so weird because like it makes sense in... Um, in mm-hmm. I bet it makes sense in Dutch, but like when you translate it, there's going to be a bit kind of, of a mismatch. the rhymes. It kind of loses the yeah, impact. Yeah, lots of up and... Well, yeah, now it sounds like we're just doing Karen from Finance, but <laughs> lots quite, of ups and downs. I kept moving on. Dring, 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 What? I'm at the top, Vivaldi looking up, no time for a call, I'll have my crown now, I'm a drama queen, I'm sure as you've seen, stay true to who you are, I'll have a ball with you. It, you know, we, we are, I'm sure- And I- we're all winners, baby! <laughs> <laughs> we're all heading for the greatest promotion of our lives! <laughs> Um, I'm sure our Dutch listeners have appreciated these three verses far more than we have. All we can really go off is what we can tell from their rhythm and their flow and um, the content of the lyrics. So obviously Vanessa's speaking of her journey as a trans woman and making a funny little reference to the, uh, the Vivaldi phone scandal as well. Overall, I just I, I felt like I found her. Um, I don't know how to feel about her making Vivaldi's moment. I think she's really milking that fight. Oh, Vivaldi, Vivaldi talked about it as well because she's because she's um, remember in her clip there's a guy on the phone and her lyrics are ring 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 what so she's referencing the phone and then she says I'm at the top Vivaldi looking up no time for a cra- no time for a call so I'm like wow yeah throw shade girl go off go um, off yeah I see what you mean I see what you mean I loved her look she was like serving kind of like old school glamour girl. With the blonde waves and the silver fringe. I mean, she was beautiful. You yeah. know what? I just, I wish she was a bit more cocky. I wish she was like, I'm Miss Continental and Drag Race Holland's next Drake's. I, I, I would have liked more I, of that. Yeah, right, I wish yeah. she was like, you have a lot to brag about. You mm-hmm. have a lot to brag about. Mm-hmm. And instead of spending two, two and a half lines um, on, you know, throwing shade, why don't you just like throw some light on you being that bad bitch because you are yeah miss continental that is that's a damn title yes that is you should be you should be boasting shouting that from the rooftops yeah um what about puny well i'm gonna let you take the lead you're our performance expert Great. so puny's lyrics are hey punani crown this queen my little puny will beat these three fierce fun i came to slay enjoy life even on a bad day be who you are do what you want if you're nice if you're not nice to me, I know where you'll be. <laughs> Puni, Kida, Puni, meow. Don't touch my sisters or I'll be out for you. Um, I mean, sh- I got fierce. I got, she I was got fierce. ferocity from here. Could she be a member of the house of ferocity? She could be. Um, mm. She 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 was, she bragged. Yeah, that was good. It, there was some good swagger here. I'm going to beat y'all. Crown me. I came for fierce fun. I came to slay. Even on a bad day. Be who you are. Do what you want. But if you're not nice to me, I know where you'll be. She could have done without you know? mentioning Kita's name. Puna, Kita, Puna, meow. Don't like. I got a bad. We didn't bitch. need to hear about Kita again, though. I didn't mind it, but like, it's just a constant reminder to us that who are you without her? That's what I mean. It's like yeah. define yourself as your own queen. Yeah. But that's the only nitpick. I think again, she looked great. Love this kind of like latex blue ensemble. Both her and Kita both had like strong bondage themes in a lot of their presentations. So I th- yeah, I liked I liked it. Yeah, uh, I yeah, thought great. Her- She's a great mover. Yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll see that from episode one. It was good. Now Vivaldi gave me Karen from Finance. Mm. Even in, even without the translation. And a little bit of Delia Sin, because there's a bit of like, oh, kind of like... Oh, mm. Vivaldi. Oh, <laughs> Vivaldi. Oh, yeah, Vivaldi. Are you ready to get Vivaldi-fied? <laughs> Serving you whore with tits and pride. Okay, for starters, so much respect for Corona. I don't know what oh, that Oh, hey, means. moving on. Illegally on the phone, baby. What's the respect for... Unless that's a mistranslation, which we have seen before. Yeah. I don't know why she has respect for Corona. I, I, I don't know what that's why about. Why are you respecting her? Why are you respecting Corona? Miss Corona has had far too much airtime. She, she, she's had a whole year dedicated oh. to herself. I just felt like, where did that come from? That was a bit, it was a bit weird. That was, where did it come from? It was like, are you ready to give a Valdi fight coronavirus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Gas is low. Yeah. <laughs> Fill up your tank. Grocery shopping is fun. My oh, something's on a sale. <laughs> oh, no, I stubbed my toe. Yeah, the Valdi. Just like, like <laughs> what's on the news today? Yeah, what's that like? Pink top, red top, yellow top shoes. <laughs> this is my rap. Yeah, Vivaldi. <laughs> Just like, well, what? What's, what's hers, going on here? Hers was the verse that made Lee sense to me. And also, you know, she was talking about like big tits and stuff. She's not padded for this song. There are no tits. Wow. Her, uh, that's not a criticism of, of her presentation. You. But like, if you're going to talk about you, your big Vivaldi. tits. She came for you, She came for you. Uh, she looked really pretty. I like this red fringe ensemble and like classic Vivaldi sculpted hair. Um... I think, you know, I think we saw all three of them moving really well, doing good choreo, having a lot of fun. The only criticism I can level is that I found Vivaldi's verse a little bit confusing. It was more like a bridge than it was an actual verse. Mm. It wasn't a feature. And it was just, look, it didn't make sense, but good on you. Go off. I want to say that she looked good. The choreography for all of these queens was they were on point when I was watching it. Yeah, I was they were like, really oh, they're, good. they're really on it. They're really on it. I had a fun, there was a lot of fun involved, a lot of cheek, a lot of just girls just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the clip was really easy to watch. Uh, if I had to choose my favorite verse, it's Poonies. Because I'm all, I mean, especially when it's like this moment, just, just brag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I can get on board with that. I would say like Vanessa or Poonie. Mm. Um, no, mine's definitely Poonie. I just found... Because Poonie, Vanessa, and then Vivaldi. So, Tom, we've seen the Mexi. Mm-hmm. We've seen the finale. And if you want to, throw the track records and past performances. But who would you crown? I, I would I would, I would, would say it, it's definitely either Vanessa or Poonie. Yep. I can't decide which. I... I I mean, for me, the best performer was Puni. The best on the stage is Vivaldi. I, I would give the win to either Puni or, or, Puni or um, Vanessa. I can't they also have the either. best track records in the sense that Puni's got two wins and one bottom two placement. Vanessa has one win and no bottom two placements. Vivaldi has the worst track record with one win. One should have been disqualified. Yeah. And with two, one win, one broken contract, and two bottom placements. Two bottom two placements. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to have to choose one. For me, the winner, I would like the winner to be the VVC. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think her story... She has got the best storyline. Her story, and Her storyline and what she represents for moving forward in drag and moving forward for the drag race franchise mm-hmm. because i think we need to see more i think a lot of the kids have been brought up a, a different way of seeing drag mm-hmm. trans queens have been and i'll say this again have been at the forefront of the movement and yes. and drag yes. since the beginning of time, and yes. I just don't think Say that I don't think that the kids are educated enough about this. They don't, so they don't accept it. They don't see it as valid mm-hmm. because it's it's not educated in commercial drag. Yes. They don't because because they don't know the history. So if, I feel like the VVC represents us moving forward and educating people more and more. Yeah, because if you learn everything about drag from Drag Race you would be under the illusion that trans women are new to drag or it's some new phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. And that they, yeah. And then some people even feel like, well, they don't, they don't belong in drag because they're, it's it's drugs, it's cheating. It's This is what they learn yeah. by watching Drag Race. But they need, a, well, they need to be educated. Trans queens have been part of this community since before your ass was born. And all we would really say as a, as a, as a general suggestion is watch Paris is Burning. Yeah. Just as a starting point. Let's watch the finale run, uh, finale lip sync, and then see who they crown. Well, exciting times. We're going to be finding out in a matter of minutes. Stay tuned. <laughs> the top two queens who are going to lip sync for the crown mm-hmm. is going to be Vanessa Van Cartier. And my little poonies. So we do wave goodbye to Vivaldi. Mm. Something we kind of predicted earlier, really. Yeah, we yeah. just didn't feel like Vivaldi was going to be eligible for the crown after everything that happened. Um, 
So she graciously took that on the chin. Off she popped. It was a very, very funny exit. They got like fake crying and stuff. And then we had Mama Queen come and announce Miss Congeniality. We did. Which went to Tabita. So that's congratulations to her. Congratulations, Tabita. I mean, Tabita definitely decided. I mean, I felt like she was definitely winning material. She was polished. She was. I mean, she was not. She was very talented. She was very talented. And I think she was a bit of a heart of the cast. Yeah. I think she was in there being a true drag mother, seemingly being very kind and supportive and helping the girls, which is something that didn't 100% translate on camera. So I'm always so intrigued by, like, I I think Miss Congeniality, you know, it it wasn't for a few years, but it should be voted for by the girls. It's not fan favourite. Yeah. It's Miss Congeniality. Absolutely. I think it's become more true Mm -hmm. since... The votes came from the actual cast, Ever since as, opposed, nine. as opposed to it coming from um, everyone else in voting. Because there's conge- being congenial and being a fan favorite, not the same thing. No. No. Often so, not an overlap, actually. We're now going to see the final lip sync. I'm going to push play and then we're going to have a look and see who wins this. And they're lip syncing to Shirley Bassey's This Is My Life. This is exciting. Why isn't it a lovely Dutch song for the finale? Um, don't know. Don't know, but that is a good question. The girls are loving it. Vanessa, I feel, is embodying Shirley Bassey very well. She's giving this dramatic delivery with the lip quivers. She's being every inch the grand dame. For me, Vanessa's just naturally... A stronger storyteller. Yes. That she's so a- if the song's not going to be, yes, God, yes, mama, oh, fierce, oh, fierce, uh-huh. then that kind of song would suit, definitely suit My Little Pony. Yeah. But because this is... We're starting a- with the reveals. <laughs> she did allude to a reveal earlier. They're both str- they've ditched their skirts and they're strutting this, around. This song was definitely... More, there's more suited to Vanessa. Yes, I bet she's actually done this song a hundred times. This also suits Vanessa's storyline. Yeah, more the, the song. I I feel like Vanessa is exactly as you say, telling about a story at the moment. Although Poonie's really holding her own, she's been very expressive. I mean, can I just say that like, one more time? Vanessa just looks bloody stunning. She really, really does. She just looks like a statue. She's golded up her legs as well, hasn't she? So they match the rest of her body. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Oh, she's... Ooh, oh, a further reveal. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Those are her big... Those are actual poopies, aren't they? Fantastic. Vanessa's won. Vanessa's won. She's done a double Janet Jackson. Vanessa has won this. She's kind of revealing more and more of her body as as the song goes on, isn't she? Oh, wow. She looks amazing. Uh, Oh. Vanessa's won this. Vanessa is the winner of Drag Race Holland 2. Yes. Oh, that was... <laughs> that booby reveal really clinched it, I think. Yeah. Okay. This is it, guys. And girls, and those that have yet to make up their minds. <laughs> I already know the winner, Tom. Tom, I'm telling you the winner is Vanessa because yeah. their performance was it was it was it was in, it was easy to see who the winner was. We're gonna find out now, though. The winner from Drag Race Holland. And Dame, the new Dutch drag race superstar, is 
Vanessa from Dutch. Yes, Vanessa. Oh. She is that bitch now. She's Miss Continental. Our second. And the winner of Drag Race Holland. Our second trans woman. To Two win trans Drag queens Race in a year. Yeah. Poonie is fantastic and very deserving. That was uh oh, status. I'm really happy with that win. Poonie made it very far. Poonie is very worthy. But <clears throat> she clinched the win in that final lip sync. She really did. Vanessa showed what she does best and put in an impassioned, fun, inventive, um, thought provoking lip sync. Um so well done, Vanessa Van Cartier. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. That's I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it's so amazing in just two seasons of Holland, we have a, a trans queen yeah. winning the crown and who also is a bloody Miss Continental. She is. Continental? Let's think hell? of kind of like the kind of like little pantheon of winners that we've got so far this year. So we've got, we've got Simone, we've got um, Sonique, Lawrence is still reigning, technically isn't she? Mm-hmm. We've got um, Carmen Farala. Um, and now we've got Vanessa Van Cartier. I think Vanessa Van Cartier wins the lot because she's also Miss Continental. Well, we, she is the first, there. the first queen ever to have a drag race um, win and also Miss Continental. Of course, because Nasha and Brooklyn never won. Yes, Brooklyn got close. She did, she did. She got close. Close, but This is the first. Look, everyone, thank you very much for watching. Um, yeah. Sorry, for um, following us on our yes. journey of Holland's Drag Race. Congratulations to Vanessa Van Cartier Absolutely. for the win. Very well Vanessa. deserved. And what a. She brought the drama. She brought the story. <laughs> she, she brought the tears. She made the season. She came to slay. She she did. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she came to take the crown. She used the trophy and she got the trophy. I am a trophy. <laughs> she is. You know, that's such a bold statement. I'm coming as a crown because I am one and I will be having one too. And apparently she'll be performing at Milkshake Festival. I wonder, you know, when they when they asked her, um, why don't you have a wig? I wish she said so that the crown could easily stay on my... Yes. <laughs> so that the crown could sit on the easy. Yeah. Where's your wig? The million dollar question. Everyone, thank you very much for listening to Putting the Genesee Podcast. Thank you, You guys. all know that we got UK on our lips. Join us every week as we cover that. And then it won't be long till Canada. Oh, God, that just keeps coming. Priyanka's technically still reigning as well, isn't she? So uh, she was last year. So last year. Everyone, join us for the next episode <laughs> as we cover UK Drag Race Season 3. Yes, this is indeed. Paolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.